Uh, I don't know about you, but September has been an excellent month where we have literally have seen the move of God um, in our services on Wednesdays with the, the book of Ephesians, and then as well as on Sundays, the blessed life. And this morning, what I like to do is conclude this last installment for the blessed life. And I don't know about you, but God has just literally has been challenging us uh, through the month of September on the blessed life uh, of being hungry for the blessings of God, challenging our blessings, and then as well as counting our blessings. And today what I like to do is I want to conclude this with a sermon because I believe with all of my heart is that we have seasons in our lives where we have opportunities where many of us, sometimes we see the flow of God moving in our lives. There's a flow of blessings where, I mean, God is just literally moving in our lives. We're seeing blessing after blessing. But I don't know about you, but I've been saved long enough, and I've been coming to church long enough, and I've seen some dry seasons. Can I see anybody in this room today that have seen some dry seasons? Maybe you're in a dry season right now, but I'm declaring today with all of my heart uh, that your dry season is over. Can somebody say amen? Uh, that your dry season is over. And I'm believing with all of my heart that we begin to look at this portion of scriptures today. And I want to read to you out of the book of 1 Kings uh, chapter 18, if you go there with me. And it says these words in 1 Kings uh, chapter 18. It says, and Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed up to the mountain, bent to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Now, I love this portion of scripture as as Elijah is going to the mountaintop uh, and you, you begin to look at this scripture where it says that he bent down to the ground and he put his his face between his knees. Uh, I don't know if you caught that there because this is a, a deep prayer. This is a prayer where he began to say, God, I don't want any distractions uh, in my life. I don't know what is happening on the left, the right, and front, and back. Uh, I am going to really, this is a sobbing prayer where he puts his head between his knees. And it goes on to verse 43. He says, go and look towards the sea, told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. And the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as a small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. And the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off. The power of the Lord came to Elijah, and he tucked in his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're about to do. Open up our hearts. Open up our ears to receive. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's getting ready to rain. It's getting ready to rain. Now, I don't know about you. I don't like these rains that just 
rain for 30 seconds and mess up your car. How many cars are all messed up today because of a little bit of rain? I mean, our car was better, as dirty as it was for whatever season it was. I mean, it looked good. It blended in. The dirt blended in on the gray. But man, yesterday's rain, didn't it just, it tore it up. <laughs> we look at this scripture. And I want to ask you the question because we've been learning about the blessed life. And I think a lot of times there's in the church, I believe that there is sometimes, and I, I don't say in a, in a bad way because I've been there before, but there's always this sense of jealousy where you see other people blessed before you're blessed. Anybody there? You're like, I'm not going to raise my hand. I don't want them to think I'm, you know, full of sin. I'm raising my hand. But the, the question is, is that how do you have faith? How do you keep your head above water? How do you keep your faith when it seems like nothing is happening? Uh, how do you keep on believing uh, when the process uh, that you see is nothing is taking place? And to this afternoon or this morning, what I want to do is that we're going to discover how God will often allow to encounter the impossible situation in order to provide his presence in our lives because I honestly believe in this place there are people in this room today who are in a dry season. And you may not be in a dry season right now, but I honestly believe that there's going to be a time in your life uh, that there's going to be a dry season in your life. Uh, and then when you begin to look and see in 1 Kings chapter 18 is that, that there is something that of the nature of faith that illustrates the rain. Uh, when Elijah says to Ahab, there is a sound of heavy rain. Uh, it's a sound of heavy rain uh, that often comes of, of having fear of uh, 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 faith, meaning that uh, there's a lot of times in our lives that we fear that God is not listening to us. Uh, but I'm here today to tell you is that if you've been saved long enough uh, and tested your faith and trusted in God uh, long enough, uh, that all you need to know is a sound, uh, only a sound of thunder. Uh, all you got to know a little bit uh, about the reign of God uh, is this, is that all you got to feel deep down in your gut, deep down in your spirit, uh, that if you hear the clouds, uh, if you hear the winds, uh, and hear the thunder, uh, you got to know inside in your heart uh, that the rain is coming. Uh, you may not be able to see the rain, uh, but if you hear the thunder coming, there is a cloud of rain. Now, it's amazing to me that as Elijah is praying for this, and he sends his servant to the mountain to down to be able to see if he sees the rain coming on the scene, there are a few stages in our lives where you have to understand that in these dry seasons, uh, these dry seasons, what I mean is a, a dry season that you're experiencing uh, within yourself. There are a lot of dry seasons. It's either maybe a resource that you're facing in your finances, your marriage, your ministry, your job place. And I want to speak to you about a dry season, how where the enemy, see the enemy can't take away your blessings. I need you to get that. 
The enemy can't take away your blessings. When God gives it to you, the enemy has no control to take it away. But the only way that the devil can keep you away from that is that he, he, he begins to put blinders and begins to uh, be able to, to tempt you to not go out and reach out for that blessing. See, he'll bless you with the job, but the, the devil will keep you staying inside your home. You ever experience that? The alarm doesn't go off? Lying devil. I believe that there are three things that we can illustrate through this text. Using the picture of this text to be able to see where God wants to go in our lives. And because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We know that. A lot of us have embedded that in our hearts. A lot of us have really renounced that. Some of you probably have pictures and posters of that, of faith. You know, but how do you endure this when you're in a dry season? How do you do this when, when, when things are just so dry in your life? What do you do? And we see a portion of scriptures because I don't know about you, but I need faith now. I'm going to need faith now. You look a little confused when I say that because here's this thing, folks. I need faith now. I'm not going to need faith when I get to heaven because I'll already be in heaven. See? See what I'm saying? I need faith right now. I need faith right now to get through this message. I need faith right now to get through these doors. I need faith right now in the dry season. So as long as I'm here on earth, I need all the faith and all the help from my God. I need God on my side right now. I need God with me right now because when those trumpets sound, when I'm in heaven, I don't need any faith to see my God. I'll be in heaven dancing and praising and eating with him now so i need faith right now turn to your neighbor and say i need faith right now now as you begin to think about this i have learned that i am a faith preacher yeah we could tell you scream a lot no, because the way I look at it, when I, when I preach, I see miracles taking as I preach. When I preach, I see husbands walking in all of a sudden. I see kids walking in. I have faith enough that before I call the altar, people are healed and people are transformed. People are set free. That is a faith preacher. I'm not intimidated by the enemy. I'm not intimidated that they keep turning my mic down. I'll keep screaming louder and louder. Yeah, I said that. Have faith they'll turn me back up. I want to talk to you about dry seasons because the enemy will keep you in a dry season. The first thing that we have to realize is that the enemy will try to do is he will show you that 
that the faith that we have or the miracle or the blessings that take place in our life, sometimes it's invisible because there's always this invisibility stage of our lives. This invisibility stage where, where we see that Elijah had heard something. He heard something. He he preserves something, believing something. In verse 41, he tells us, go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. So if you've been in famine like the nation has been for three and a half years, when you hear the sound of rain, it's just not a, 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 a just a, a little a drop of a, a someone dropping something. They know what thunder sounds like. When you've been in a drought for three and a half years, let me tell you something. You'll know what thunder sounds like. You'll know what it's like. And I'm here today to tell you, some of you are in the invisibility stage uh, where you haven't seen God do something in your life. Uh, but I'm here today to tell you uh, that God uh, is sending thunder. Uh, God is sending uh, something uh, over this building uh, and over your life. Uh, but you got to tune in uh, to the thunder. The rain is coming. Sometimes you come to church and you're like, oh, that's good for you. You live by faith and, uh, you know, you had it so easy for your life. Go ahead and preach all you want, pastor. That type of attitude, you won't see rain. But if somehow, some way in your life where you come desperate like Elijah did, where he went to the mountaintop and put his head between his knees. Tuned himself out from society. Tuned himself out from the, the chatter. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, uh, you may be in your invisibility stage, uh, but that's where God wants you to be. Uh, sometimes God uh, will take you to a place of your life uh, so that you can, all you can do is cry out to him. Uh, sometimes God will begin uh, to pull all the resources uh, that you had uh, because there is just a time in your life where God said, uh, I blessed you, uh, you cried out to me, uh, and I blessed you. Uh, but all of a sudden, since you got blessed, uh, I haven't seen you at church. Uh, I haven't heard you pray. Uh, I haven't seen you read my word. Uh, so there's going to be a time that God says, uh, I've just got to be invisible in your life. And we cry and we say, God, where are you? We see in verse 42 where Ahab went off to eat and drink, and Elijah climbed the mountain and bent uh, down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Uh, everything is in motion. Uh, Elijah, uh, he was the rainmaker. Uh, he was also a refuge uh, because now you begin to see where, where uh, Elijah, uh, there was rain, but he cried out to God and said, God, let there be a drought so these people can only cry out to you. In this invisibility stage, Elijah knew that there was a God because there was no crops, there was no fruit, there was no food. But as he was serving God, the dirtiest birds, the raven birds would come and drop off 
wiener schnitzel hot dogs. The rain has stopped falling, and you will come to a season of your life where God cut off all the resources. Now, when I say cut off the resources, he won't stop loving you. He won't stop providing for you. It's just that God will allow you in a situation to get your attention. What I love about this is that in verse 43, the servant as he is told to go look towards the sea, he told his servant, and he, he goes, go up and by the sea. Tell me if you see a cloud. He comes, he sends him off to the sea. He comes back running, and he comes back running, and uh, he goes, uh, there is nothing. There is nothing. Uh, there is nothing. Whatever it is, uh, there is nothing that is taking place. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, here is the man of God, Elijah, uh, a man of God. I don't know about you, but this servant probably was shaking in his boots. Do I lie to him? And tell him, let's pretend that there is rain. Or do I just be honest? See, you're all looking at me a little funny because this is how our life is sometimes. Pastor will ask you a question because he could read you through the Holy Spirit. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hallelujah. It's okay to say, there's nothing going on in my life. It's horrible. So help and direction can come in. Here is this servant. He is going back, uh, and uh, Elijah sends him. He goes, uh, I want you to go back. Uh, and you see, that is some of us in our lives. We, we see nothing taking place. There is nothing. There is no money. There is no hope. There is no way. There is no love. There is no change. There is no chance. Uh, there is nothing left. There is nothing. But what I love about Elijah, he said, uh, I heard the sound. Uh, I heard it. Uh, there's got to be something. Uh, keep on going back. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, some of you just need to keep going back to God. Some of you need to keep on going back to the prayer room and saying, God, I see nothing changing in my marriage, uh, but keep going back. Uh, I see nothing happening. Keep on giving. Uh, I see nothing taking place in my kids. Keep on praying. Uh, I don't know why nobody's clapping in this room today because I know you don't see nothing, but you got to keep on going back. Elijah kept telling him to go back. And that's, we don't like to hear that. I don't. Uh, go back. You don't, I don't like it. Go back. Okay, I'll go back. When you hear the sound, but can't see a sight of nothing, what do you do? See, here's Elijah. He's hearing it. There is nothing. There is nothing. And there is nothing. 
one lap around the Jericho walls, still nothing, but they kept on marching. Still nothing, go again. Still nothing, pray again. Still nothing, keep on singing again. Still nothing, keep on praising his name again. Keep on going. I'm here today to tell you that my God, I know that there's some times in our lives where we see nothing, but God says keep going back. Keep going back to the drawing table. Keep going back because there is a cloud that is about to take place because all of a sudden, uh, the servant came back and he said, uh, oh, I see something a little bit different. What do you see? I've seen something. And it's not nothing. But what I do see, I see something as small as a man's hand. And see, I want to talk about, and the second thing about this is that is there's, there's some times in our lives that uh, it is so small, it's so insignificant in our lives is this, is that the second stage to this is that the enemy wants to put some blinders on you. Uh, the enemy wants to tell you, uh, you serve a bigger God than that. Uh, you serve a bigger God uh, than what you serve, uh, and that's all you're going to get. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, uh, I have learned that you better start appreciating the small things. Start appreciating what God gives you. It's the little things that will get you to a place. And this man came to Elijah and he said, I see a cloud as small as a man's hand. I'm here today to tell you, if you see a cloud as small as a man's hand, that's all you need from God. That's all you need from God. See, it's the small things, folks. Uh, it's the small things that got me to be where I'm at today. Uh, it's those little things that got me to keep on enduring. Uh, if God could trust you with the little things uh, and you appreciate the little things, uh, God said, I got more for you. Uh, I'll keep building this cloud. Uh, I'll keep pouring rain on it. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, uh, if you see a little change in your marriage, uh, you need to give God all the praise and all the glory even if you see just 17 cents in your checking account because it's a reward you need to shout to God and say thank you God someone said why did you say 17 cents because I was in prayer and I got an alert on my phone and it said you Used your card somewhere. So I got rewards. I got 17 cents back. Oh, that just doesn't give me anything. It covers some taxes. Come on, somebody. Get excited for 17 cents. Get excited for the small things. Uh, even if your kid tells you why, you need to rejoice. Well, I just want to see big results. You need to praise God in the little things. As small as a man's fist. It's amazing to me that 
in these dry seasons. You remember when we were in a drought? The forecast Dallas rains would say. There's 60% chance of rain. You all remember, right? When California was in a drought, Lord, let the rains come. Lord God, I want to water my grass again. Oh God, I want to wash my car again. You never washed your car when it was raining. <laughs> Some of you are in a dry season. And God is saying, I'm giving you the resources. There's a, there's a cloud there is a cloud that's over this church. There is a cloud over this building. There is a cloud over your head. Uh, there is a cloud that's coming uh, down. There is a rain. There is rain that is about to take place. God is sending revival. God is sending miracles. Uh, but it's small right now. Uh, but God says when I collect it all together, when I gather all of the blessings, when I gather it all, you all better watch out and get your umbrellas ready. You better watch out for this storm. It's coming like a flood. It's coming out like a flood. And you all better watch it. Dallas Rain's not going to be able to forecast it. He can't. What I learned about the devil is that he can't he can't keep God from making it rain. But maybe he can keep you from receiving the rain. And it's so true. Devil can't stop the rain, but he can keep you indoor, indoors from receiving the blessings from God in your life. Some of you have cried for your kids to come to church. Some of you have cried for your spouses to come to church. And now you're crying and saying, my husband, all he does is that he's always at the church. My kids are always at the church. Weren't you just crying a year ago? God bringing my husband, God bringing my kids, and now that he did that, you're complaining? Don't let me even go there. Because what happens is that the enemy can't kill you in the invisibility, can't kill you in the small, insignificant things, but here's where the devil gets us. He intimidates us. He puts intimidations in our lives. We're now, as the band makes their way up, is, is that they see. And Elijah begins to hear that there is rain about to come. And in the next chapter, now that this message gets out in and he is now 
beginning to understand what Elijah does. I mean, I mean, Elijah should be celebrating. Elijah should be uh, 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 throwing a party, uh, 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 a rain party, and saying, here comes the rain. But all of a sudden, what happens is, uh, it was when the storm comes, uh, and Ahab went down uh, to tell Jezebel what Elijah had done. Uh, it, it, it gets me kind of worried because now, this man of God that had faith, this man of God who stopped the rain, who prayed for a drought, this man of God who prayed for the rain to come, the rain is coming. And now, chapter 19, verse 3, it says these words, that Elijah was afraid. I never thought I'd see that. The Bible says that Elijah, what does he do? He runs for his life. I don't buy this. I don't get this. I don't believe that Elijah, that you're afraid of this crazy lunatic woman. I, I just don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe this, Elijah. Why are you running from this girl? Why? She's, yes, she's ugly. Yes, she's messed up. Yes, she's wicked. Uh, I get that. But why? Why, God? Uh, I mean, that gets me. Uh, I mean, don't you know that the devil found out a long time ago? Uh, he could have killed you a long time ago, uh, but God didn't allow it. Uh, God could have took you out a long time ago, but God didn't allow it. Uh, God could have, God kept you. God uh, delivered you. Uh, but since he couldn't kill him, what happens is now he intimidates him. He's taking off. When the rain started, he ran ahead. He ran ahead. And some of you are in this room here today. You're running from the blessings of God. You're running from this, from something that God has defeated a long time ago. And God is saying, you're robbing yourself from the blessing because you want to see a big cloud. Enjoy the small cloud right now. Uh, some of you want to see big results uh, in your health report. But God is saying, uh, I'm waiting for you to eat a little bit more better. Uh, some of you are waiting to see God do something great in your marriage. Uh, but God is saying, uh, I need you to love your spouse a little bit more. Uh, some of you are waiting for God to deliver your kids from drugs and alcohol. But God is saying, uh, I want you to appreciate your kids a little bit more. I want you to serve me a little bit more. See, God is telling you today, some of you are running from the blessing that God wants to do in your life. Why would you run from the rain? Why would you run from the blessings? Why are you running? It's amazing how you could be blessed in a situation and have a dry soul in your life. Because I look out today, I look out to this crowd here today, and you're blessed. I look out to this crowd today, and you're blessed.
I understand we want more. I understand we want more in our life. I've been there. It's in the dry seasons where you cry out to God. It's in the invisibility stage where it feels like you've been put in the shelf to say, God, you're blessing everybody else and you skipped me for whatever reason. And it's the part where you begin to say, God, is that really all that you can give me? That's so small. But I have learned this, folks. That in these small little blessings, God is just gathering them up uh, and gathering them up. He's just putting them all together. Uh, and so when you put them all together, when you put all the blessings together, you begin to say, God, uh, now I know what you were doing. God, now I know what you have in store for me. My life is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My ministry is blessed. And I see a cloud. God, show me your glory, God.